Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 32, Freedom of Choice. I was talking with someone after a meeting the other night and they said how they have this sense of freedom as a result of recovery that they never experienced before. This is someone who's been in recovery for about a year and they said it's kind of hard to articulate exactly what that freedom means and just how great it is to have this freedom. That got me to thinking about freedom and I was like, freedom from what? Or freedom to what? And I realized that for me, one of the greatest gifts of recovery is freedom of choice. I've seen how recovery and my higher power have gifted me with the ability to choose. I want to remind you that I'm in two 12-step recovery programs. One is that is for my substance of no choice and one regarding relationships with other humans. What I'm about to talk about largely has to do with the people program, but of course it also has to do with the substance program because it's really hard to separate those two out because recovery is recovery. But what we deal with in each program is qualitatively different. Now, with all this freedom of choice, I get to make choices about my behavior, about my thoughts, about what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, who I'm going to be in a relationship with, what I'm going to eat, what kind of music I want to listen to, the places I want to go, whether I like things to be quiet or I like a lot of noise, whether I want to work a gajillion hours a week or I don't want to work a gajillion hours a week. So for me, I would say the freedom I've experienced most is freedom to choose. I do also have freedom from, I have freedom from compulsion and obsession, freedom from chaotic situations, freedom from chaotic people and drama. I have freedom from tension in my body. I walked around with tension in my body at all times before recovery. I walked around with a sense of urgency at all times. My freedom of choice extends to my substances and my interactions with others, my codependent people-pleasing ways with other people. There were a whole bunch of areas in my life where I wasn't even aware that I wasn't making choices. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you've heard me say the phrase, that wasn't even an option for me. And that's because there have been so many things that I just didn't even know that I wasn't choosing. And what's kind of weird is that I'm a pretty open-minded person. I always have been about many things, but my mind was closed about a lot of different things. So much so that I didn't even know that there were those sections of my mind that were closed. I know that I've talked about my journey with music before on this podcast, but it's a really good example that I think a lot of people can identify with because music and the music you prefer is a deeply personal thing. Of course, our musical choices are influenced by the people around us, the cultures and subcultures to which we belong, but still it's pretty personal. So I'm going to share about this again. I grew up listening to classic rock. And when it came to other kinds of music, I was told that's shit. 
That's not real music. Well, who the fuck gets to decide what constitutes real music? That is arrogant as hell. But I internalized that and I truly believed that many other kinds of music weren't real music and were shit. But now I get to choose my beliefs. I don't simply have to accept the beliefs that were handed to me by my family, by my community, by my culture. I get to choose if the beliefs I walk around with in my head are the ones I'm actively choosing. And remember, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking over and over and over until you don't really have to think about it anymore. So it becomes ingrained. And just because you believe something doesn't make it true. What I'm saying about music here is a really good example of that. So what happened to me a few years ago was that I was driving and listening to a classic rock song and I literally hit a wall with music. I was like, I'm done. I cannot fucking listen to this anymore. If I hear that classic rock song one more time, I'm going to lose my damn mind. It's been played way too many times over the years and I just couldn't hack it anymore. So I hit the scan button on the radio and decided I'm going to listen to a song. And the only criteria for whether I continue to listen is I like it. I like the way it sounds. I don't even give a shit if I understand what they're saying or if what they're saying is dumb. I don't care what genre it is. I don't care what year it's from, who the artist is, what album it's from. Either I like it or I don't like it. And I started finding a few songs that I liked. And then I plugged those songs into YouTube, Pandora, Amazon Music, etc. And whatever songs came up from there based on the algorithms of the app, I started gravitating towards similar music that I liked. And it turns out I like pop music and I like dance music and I like alternative music. And what's also interesting is that there is this certain type of music that I call pop boys. These are young boys singing these yearny songs about young girls. When I say yearny, I mean their voices have this yearning for these young girls. And even though I'm a grown woman, I realized that these songs appeal to my inner teenager because I didn't even allow myself when I was a girl and when I was a teen to listen to this kind of music because I got the music that that kind of music was shit. In fact, I remember very specifically being in third grade which is about age eight or nine. And during recess, some girls were looking at magazines with like Donny Osmond and Michael Jackson and Partridge Family. And in my mind, I condemned those girls thinking that I was somehow above them because I had so deeply internalized by the age of eight that my music was better than other people's music because that was the message given to me. Now that is so sad on so many levels. But what's relevant here is that that wasn't even a choice that I was making. It was given to me as the way things are. 
or at least the way things should be. As we learn in recovery, the only thing we can control is ourselves. So we let go of trying to control people, places, and things, which leads to greater choice. My higher power gives me choices. We can choose our actions rather than reacting. We let our higher power take over what's not ours to control so we can make life-affirming choices. Choice to reach out instead of isolate. Choice not to go to that family event because it triggers me every fucking time I go there. Choice not to hang out with people who belittle me. Choice not to say yes when I mean no. Choice to allow people to think whatever the hell they want to think about me. The choice not to finish the project for the organization I volunteered my time for. I get to make choices. Now, I know that this is going to sound counterintuitive at first, but the reality is the better boundaries we have, the more choices we're able to have. Let me break that down for you. If I don't have boundaries, I likely feel that it's my job to bend over backwards for you or to people please you. Then I don't really have choices. I feel compelled and compulsion is the opposite of choice. But if I have good boundaries, I don't feel compelled to help you. I do what I feel like doing. Because part of having good boundaries means I get to live the life that I choose for myself. And for me, choice helps me know the difference between what's healthy and what's unhealthy. Not necessarily in every regard, but if I'm choosing something as opposed to doing something because I feel like I'm supposed to do it or because I feel like I should do it or it's what's expected of me, that's unhealthy for me. Choice is God's gift for letting go. We let go of control by asking for what we need and want instead of manipulating others for things we don't necessarily want. By letting go of control, we continue on the path to greater choice. With choice, we find out what we like and dislike. We feel less compelled to repeat rituals of control just to make it through the day. We choose a new coffee shop or we choose to take singing lessons or we let the dust collect on the ledge longer without dusting compulsively. These are choices that stretch out before us. There are countless more, but I want to talk about the dust thing and singing lessons. First, I care much less about making sure my house is clean before inviting people over than I did before recovery. I choose relationships and socializing with people over isolating. I used to use a dirty house as a way to isolate. I choose caring more what I think of me than what others think of my housekeeping ability. And honestly, if someone is going to judge me by my housekeeping ability over my character, I probably don't want them in my life. Then there's the singing lessons. At one point, pretty early in my recovery, I decided I was going to take singing lessons. Now, this was for a variety of reasons. So I started. And as time went on, my teacher said, I want you to participate in the monthly open mic night here at the studio this month. And I was like, nope, not ready. 
but I will commit to doing it next month. And it just so happened that the week of the open mic night was also the week of my birthday. So I invited a bunch of my friends to come and like 98% of them came. And my experience is normally when I invite people to something less than 50% come. Anyway, here I am singing to this big crowd of all my friends. And when it was over, I was like, I am done. I didn't want to take singing lessons anymore. And a bunch of people were like, hey, are you going to keep going? You're going to keep taking singing lessons? And I was like, no fucking way. I hate singing lessons. What I like is singing. I don't like practicing scales and doing vocal exercises. That's not what I want. But I didn't know any of that until I tried it. I get to choose whatever I want. And what I don't want is taking singing lessons. Now, this is something I never would have done before recovery. I would not have taken the time to take singing lessons. And I really can't even tell you the reasons why. I just know that that would not have been an option for me. I wouldn't have even considered it. Before recovery, I had no real choice. Before recovery, we were dependent or addicted to foods, Uh, food, drugs, sex, work without a sense of direction. Many of us were reactors locked into unchangeable behavior. But with recovery, we break the cycle. When we choose to turn our will and our lives over to the care of our higher power on a daily basis, we realize that the path of greater choice is a spiritual path addictions lead us to act against our will because they're so overpowering. Choice is the opposite of that. In step one, we begin to realize that we have a choice. Before becoming, before coming to recovery and finding the solution, we did not have a choice. While we had the illusion of choice as an adult, what we really practiced was control. We would predictably go into binges on food, drugs, alcohol, work, sex, spending, and or destructive relationships. Real choice means that we give up control and trust our higher power to provide the love and help we need to live with flexibility. We can choose self-care. Self-care can mean realizing that going to the doctor is a choice. Getting surgery is a choice. I can ignore the symptoms and hope they go away. I can engage in the dysfunctional activity of minimizing myself by thinking I don't deserve to be healthy, or I can choose to act. I've learned to think and say, I choose to insert healthy behavior here instead of I have no choice. There is always a choice in recovery. Recovery is a choice. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life. Like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. 
thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.